Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last study, Jesus asked His disciples two questions. The first, who do people say I am? And, who do you say I am? The answer we give to the second question is the most important confession we will ever make. Who is Jesus? Today on Drawing Near, Jesus reveals to his disciples what he came to do. Please open your Bible to Luke chapter 9 as we study the Son of Man to suffer. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we come before you today recognizing that apart from Jesus Christ, we have no hope of eternal life, no hope for forgiveness, no hope for a relationship with you. And we thank you for your divine plan to send Jesus into this world that he might suffer on the cross, bear our sin and our shame and our guilt, die and resurrect from the dead. Father, help us to understand that the followers of Jesus are also to suffer as we will see in our next study. Guide us in this study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin today's study by reading Luke chapter 9, beginning with verse 18. And it happened that while he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he questioned them, saying, Who do people say that I am? They answered and said, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, but others that one of the prophets of old has risen again. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, The Christ of God. But he warned them and instructed them not to tell this to anyone, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised up on the third day. In verse 21, immediately after Peter's answer, We are told that Jesus warned them, he strictly admonished them, and instructed them not to tell this to anyone. Now that's interesting. Why would Jesus not want anyone to know what Peter had just said? Why was he concerned about people knowing that he is the Messiah or the Christ of God? In all likelihood, Jesus' concern was over the fact that maybe someone would interfere in the process, or at least attempt to do so. Jesus says in verse 22, The Son of Man must suffer many things. Jesus had come into this world to suffer. The disciples realized that he was the Messiah of God. By saying that he was the Messiah, they said that he was the King. He was the promised one of God, that he was the one they had been waiting for to be their deliverer. Then, in verse 22, he says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and raised on the third day. That's not what these people understood the Messiah to do. They did not comprehend the Messiah coming to suffer, but rather the Messiah coming to deliver. They did not understand the method by which Jesus, the Messiah, was going to deliver. As we think about this, we need to understand that man's ways are not God's ways. God's ways are higher than man's ways. 
God's plan was not to simply deliver Israel from Roman bondage or bondage to any empire on the earth. It wasn't his plan to simply set Israel up as a kingdom on the earth, but rather his plan was to bring in, to usher in on earth, the kingdom of God. God's plan was not simply to deliver Israel, but to deliver all believing people on the earth of their sins. And to do that, a sacrifice had to be made. The Son of Man must suffer many things. The Son of Man needed to be rejected. He needed to be killed. Do you notice those three things? He must suffer. He must be rejected. He must be killed. Those are three strong negatives. No one wants to suffer. Jesus did not want to suffer. No one likes the idea of being rejected. We try to avoid rejection at all costs. And certainly, the greatest fear any of us seem to have is the idea of dying, much less be killed at the hands of our enemies. But notice there's a fourth thing here. Not only must Jesus suffer, be rejected, and be killed, but he must be raised up on the third day. He must resurrect from the dead. If he does not resurrect from the dead, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, then our faith is empty. Our faith is foolish. If he doesn't resurrect from the dead, even believing in Jesus, we are still in our sins. We need to understand that the Son of Man had to come for our deliverance. And prior to being raised up in victory, he had to suffer, be rejected, and be killed. It is difficult for us to wrap our minds around this. Maybe it's not so difficult to wrap our minds around the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, at least for us today. But what's to follow is a challenge. What's to follow says, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. What does he say? If anyone is to be my disciple, if anyone wants to follow me, he must suffer too. There are so many people today who believe that if you trust in Jesus Christ, your suffering's over. Well, our suffering will end. Our sorrow, our struggle with sin, our struggle against Satan and the world, it will end. But only in eternity, only after death. If we truly follow Jesus, truly live for him, truly confess and testify of what he's done, we will suffer many things as well. There will be some level of rejection. We may or may not be killed. Many people around the world have been and are being killed for Jesus Christ. But we also have a promise of a resurrection. The last thing I want to point out here is this. When Peter answers Jesus' question, he says, You're the Christ of God, the Messiah. When Jesus tells them about his suffering, he calls himself the Son of Man. Jesus is both God and man. He is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He is unique in how he is created and made. He has God as his father, Mary as his mother. He is the promised Messiah, but he's also the lowly, humble Son of Man. Jesus' favorite reference to himself was the Son of Man. Now, there are prophecies in the Old Testament regarding the Son of Man, and Jesus comes and fulfills them. But it's something to see, the contrast, the higher understanding of the Christ of God and the lowly understanding of the Son of Man. 
this Jesus, this Messiah, the Son of Man, came into this world to suffer, be rejected, be killed, and be raised. God was going to use him mightily for our salvation. And for that, we need to have unending joy and peace and praise toward God. Father in heaven, help us today to comprehend the depth of your plan. Not simply its depth, but its breadth. The fact that you desire that all come to repentance, that none perish. You so love the world that you gave your only begotten Son. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. I thank you for that all the time and never without meaning. Father, thank you for your mercy and grace. Father, help us to walk in your mercy and grace today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.